Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Curbside. He shoots, they score! With the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. They score! Bring out the Zamboni! Refreshed by Randall's, St. Louis's number one liquor store. Visit shoprandalls.com. Welcome back, Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you to the top of the hour, and then BK and Ferrario take over every Tuesday. It is our pleasure to welcome to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line the voice of the St. Louis Blues, who opened the season this Saturday night, Chris Kerber. Good morning, Kerbs. Tim, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing, sir? I imagine you're fired up. I'm good. Uh, the team's out of town doing a little team bonding, which is good, so... I was at the station a little earlier getting some uh, promos recorded, and now I'm back home and I'm cleaning a fish tank. Oh, nice. Boy, it comes at you fast, doesn't it? It, it does. Uh, you, you listen, those betas are great fish. Like, I mean, you got that one-gallon fish bowl for your kids, right? And sure. it's just about once a month, you just got to do a quick cleaning and keep them alive. And that's what that's what the gig is today. That's to, that, is, that is this morning's <laughs> chore uh, for the moment, and uh, is make sure the fish doesn't die. <laughs> Uh, Chris, hey, listen, I got a, I got a great story for you. What do we real have? Quick. What do we have? Okay, so so I've I've had you know I've always had these beta fish for the kids, right? Because again, they, they could live in a mud puddle basically, right? <laughs> so we had we had this we, we had a little wet bar uh, in our family room at the time, and 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 I had a the, the fish bowl was out on the wet bar, and it was down maybe about a half of a bowl, all the water evaporated, but the fish is fine, it's happy. We'd had this fish for like four years. My father-in-law comes into town. And just looks at it and goes, oh, the fish needs water. And he goes to the to the sink, fills up, you know, a cup of water, doesn't treat it, right? You know, you got to put the drops in and you kill right. the fish, right? And and the drops are instantaneous, so it's not hard. But he just pours the water in. Two minutes later, my fish of four years goes, boop, dead. No like, way! Dude, uh. like my father-in-law came in and killed my fish. I'm like, what the hell? Who, who waters somebody else's fish? So then, no problem. We walk back down to the pet store. We get a new fish. We put the fish in the bowl. This one's down about a third. I got a family function over at the house, and my littlest sister comes in and goes, oh, your fish needs water. Fills it up with cup, puts it in there, boom, somebody kills the second. I go, who the hell comes over to somebody's house and says, your fish tank needs water and just pours it in themselves? <laughs> and this happens to me twice. So now when people are over at the house, I put the fish away. <laughs> That's a good idea. I mean, it's like there's a, there's a hit order out on the family fish at the Kerber house. What's I wish... On? I wish to God those two stories weren't true, but they are absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances of that? Uh, your fish stories and your blues questions are welcome for Chris Kerber here. Six five, seven eight zero. Uh, do you leave camp seeing any notable holes on the team? I know uh, blues fans felt like entering camp uh, wondered about the composition of the, the third and fourth lines uh, and then also the situation in goal. So your thoughts there. And, of course, felt like there was a surplus uh, with the defensemen and, and then a couple of injuries certainly can change that perspective 
quickly. So how do you view things with regards to the status of those question marks that people had going into camp curves? Yeah, I don't see, honestly, I don't see a whole lot of holes. I was just listening to uh, some uh, satellite radio, uh, the NHL network on satellite radio for a little bit too. And finally, some people were, we're kind of giving the Blues some love. I'll tell you what, I think the last time I saw the Blues were 3,000 to 1 for the Cup. I'm like, all right, I like those odds. I'd, I'd take a piece of that action. Wow, uh, I wasn't aware of I, that, but I'm going to go uh, liquidate some yeah. assets. Wow. Find out. Find out you, you've, you've got access to that stuff before the end of this segment. You can find out what, what the I'm odds already are on the site right now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, so, more, I'm but, more than happy to accommodate any of your wagering questions. Let's see. I am seeing the Blues at plus 2,500. So a $100 bet okay. would get you uh, 2,500 should they hoist the chalice. To give you comps on that, the Bruins are also plus 2,500. Uh, the Golden Knights are plus 2,000, Penguins plus 2,000. I'm sure you know who the favorite is, and the Avalanche are plus 400. Do you, can you venture a guess who is second? Second? Uh, second in the, in the Stanley Cup odds? Yes. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if people are thinking Tampa's going to go back to the fourth straight one, uh, but I would either I'd either go Tampa or maybe some people seem to be really hot on Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton is plus twelve hundred. Calgary actually is ahead of them at plus a thousand. Right. Hurricanes plus a thousand. Lightning plus a thousand. Panthers plus nine hundred. And your favorite outside of the Avalanche, the Leafs plus eight hundred. Okay, they're drunk. <laughs> they're, they're officially intoxicated. You know, but, but, yeah, listen back back to the Blues. I, I think. I don't think there's really any holes. The, the question is just going to be what is the consistency that, that comes out of it. And even if they have some juxtapositioning going on on that third and fourth line right now, there's enough competition for it and enough skill, and, and this coaching staff is good enough that, that they're going to be good. That, that part's going to be good. I, I think right now, going into day one, what I'm most curious about is our special teams. Last season, the Blues were the only team in the National Hockey League that had a power play and the penalty kill, both ranked in the top five in the league. The power play was 27%. I don't know that it's fair to expect a 27% power play. That's pretty doggone spectacular. But you've got some changes. David Perron was was one of your top power play performers. He's not there. Who fills in that spot? In training camp and some of these games, when we've had that whole unit together, it's been Tarasenko over on that left side. He's not a one-timer threat there. I'm not a big fan of not having a one-timer threat. We'll see, though. Maybe it works. I mean, Steve Ott had this team at 27%, number two in the league last year. I think he gets the benefit of the doubt to figure that out. Uh, penalty killing, well, that was you know Jimmy Montgomery's focus last year, and he's now the head coach of the Boston Bruins. So Craig McTavish has taken that over, and then there's going to be some tweaks to that. We've seen a very aggressive-looking penalty kill so far here uh, in those, those eight preseason games. We saw how does that play out so to me if i've got maybe not a hole but curiosity going into day one it's going to be really how do the special teams shake themselves out uh this is uh, along the lines of talking about uh tarasenko uh do you see a scenario in which at this time next year he would be back with the Blues. I think uh we've expected that as long as the team stays in contention he'll finish the year this season as a blue curbs, but after that, what is the likelihood that the blues would resign him? You think? I, I I don't have a whole lot of confidence. My confidence is not high on that at all. Um, and, and just being the reason of he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Right. So 
he has the opportunity now to pick his place. And I think that that's going to be important. Now, here's there's one more challenge, though, to this, and that is that the, the cap is staying flat for one more season. So you could expect an increase in the cap of about $1 million. But, again, the way they do, teams do the salary caps, it's, it's what, what the cap hit is your average salary over the course of the whatever term you sign, whether that be four years or seven years or eight years if you're signed, re-signing with the team. So getting that to fit in the first year is a real challenge. I do think this next season, across the league, I expect to see some decent names signing one-year contracts at a certain value and then signing additional contracts after that once there's going to be a decent rise in the cap, I think. That, that's, that's, um, that's my kind of weather prediction on the salary cap management for teams there. But when it comes to Vladimir Tarasenko, He's been mum. He's been quiet. That's the way it should be. His agents have. That's definitely the way it should be. But I, I, it would surprise me if everything were to turn around and he decides to re-sign as a UFA with the St. Louis Blues. I, I just, I don't, I don't have, I don't have anything that, that that says that's the case. And we have some stuff that says he would prefer to, to maybe play elsewhere. Uh, to me, to me, the priority is Ryan O'Reilly, and you know, getting him to fit under the cap uh, for that next year is going to be a challenge. But to me, I think you just that, that that is an absolute priority with where this team is, the youth, and what he brings to the table. That's it. That's the exact direction I was going with this because I was going to ask about the minimal cap increase and if it makes it even more difficult uh, for the Blues. And and then also uh, we have a texture here who says I don't see uh, him waiting around like Perron to see what the Blues want to do. I think an extension has to be done during the season. That's what this person texted in. Uh, your thoughts on that with O'Reilly? Well, you, you, you've got until July 1, so you know, you, you, you're you going to have plenty of time to figure that out. I'm, I'm sure they probably had some initial conversations or two. It's just going to come into where it fits, and, and this is the challenge, Tim. I mean, this is a guy that, this is a guy that, you know, with some teams probably still could demand that $7.5 million salary you know, that he's looking at. But I don't see the Blues having that kind of space, you know, with, with where they're at at the moment. So is he willing to to come off of that number, you know, and maybe get another year on, on, on the term to, to lock it in? I don't know how that'll work out. But, um, you know, he it, over his career, he's had some difficult contract negotiations. Those have been pretty public, and, and I'm sure people know about them. I would hope this is different. He just he seems really happy here. This is a great mm-hmm. fit. This is going to be one of those where there's probably a way to get it done, but it's going to have to be some adjustments on the players' expectations as well. And that's that's nobody's fault except really the salary cap situation is what it is for another year. Chris Kerber with us every Tuesday here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN Blues, opening up the season this Saturday. Blues and Blue Jackets pregame here on 101 ESPN gets underway at 6 p.m. Curbs, looking forward to our conversations every Tuesday. Hopefully the fish stay alive throughout the course of the week. You got it, Tim. You guys have a good week. Let's have some fun this weekend. Amen. Take it easy, brother. There he is, Chris Kerber, with us here on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. BK and Ferrario coming your way here in a matter of moments. For Action Jackson, a.k.a. Piddles, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.